Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, good night. Um, depending on what time and place that you're deciding to tune in, I thank you as always. Uh, as we welcome a new year, I want to welcome a new perspective. And um, one of the things that I decided that I wanted to focus more on this year is parenting. Parenting and uh, relationships in general. So a lot of people um, see my child and the children that I raise and they're always complimenting um, the mannerisms. Um, and <laughs> let me just be clear, it's definitely by God's grace because there's days that I wake up more frustrated than not um, because I'm tired, um, especially if you're doing it by yourself. So hats off to you, uh, my single fathers and single mothers and those who get very minimal help. And even if you do get help, it's still a task in itself. Um, but I decided to um, make time to assist where I can. Um, so first and foremost, as you hear me talk about this, understand that you have to have a mindset that regardless of if it's a good day, that you're still going to continue to be a parent because there is no throwing in the towel. So for those of you who don't have children yet, this is not to scare you. This is just to prepare you that it's not a job that you can just quit. Um, it definitely requires patience. And every child does not require the same level of discipline, nor do they respond the same to uh, the same communication. So that means that it's going to take some time for you to build a relationship and learn their communication. So let's start with that. Um, dealing with a strong-willed child, there are books out there. Uh, one of my favorites is uh, The Strong-Willed Child. Uh, look that up. It definitely will assist you. And for those of you um, who are um, still, you know, in the beginning stages, uh, definitely find you some mentors and some some people that have children and preferably older uh, children. <laughs> you can learn some from the young mothers too, but definitely those who have uh, children that are of age because they've been through some things and they can share those things with you. Uh, man, there's so many things to break apart, but I'm going to, I'm going to start with this one. The first thing is do not assume that your child understands what it is that you're trying to teach them. Uh, the first thing is questioning. Hey, do you understand the expectation? Do you understand the consequences or response to you not doing insert thing? And then the why, because now that we have a generation that is a little different than may some of us may have been um, brought up. That is also relevant is if they understand the why, because that's going to help them to make their own judgment calls moving forward. A lot of parents just assume, I told you so, that that's why you got to do it. And then, you know, you raise a child and you blood, sweat and tears. And then the child becomes a teenager and you're like, I don't know why they're wild wilding out. Well, that's because you just made them to do it without reason. So then when they no longer felt the, the fear factor or you couldn't watch over them and you got a little older and a little tired, then they started making poor decisions because they never understood the why it was important for them to do that. Um, the other thing is heal. It's really hard to discipline and or raise the you out of a child when you're still suffering from it. So 
If you are coming from a battered home, if you're coming from a domestic relationship, if you're coming from parents who are separated, a father who never showed love, a mother who never showed love, heal from that first. Um, go to counseling. Uh, do the work on yourself because regardless of even if you never speak about it to your child, it's going to come out in your relationship in your um, your relationship with your child. Some parents be like, "Oh, I don't have that problem. I'm I'm going to do better than my parents." Well, overcompensating can still be a problem because then you build entitled children that feel like this is the way the world works and it doesn't, and so then they're ready to either commit suicide or super angry or resentful when they find out that hey. Everybody ain't your mama or your daddy and they don't love you the same. So they're going to treat you like shit sometimes and nobody owes you anything. So there's always going to be balance. Um, man, this is such a hard thing to break apart, but I'm definitely going to try my best. Um, one of the let's just start with one of the um, the ways to go about helping your child become an adult and being able to make good decisions is creating a plan for them and allowing them access and opportunity to not only uh you know provide things that they want to those plans and goals but constantly communicating when those things change ask your child what do they want to do what do they like to do exposing them to different options uh, a lot of times we have kids that are like, oh, they want to play football. Does your son really want to play football or do you really want the father-son experience or the mother-boy-mom experience? Did you ask them, do they like arts? Do they? That doesn't make them soft. It's okay to be well-rounded. Do you like writing? Do you like theater? Take them to a Hamlin I might be saying that wrong in this moment, but take them, take them to a ballet, take them somewhere outside of that, a musical art and see if that experience also ignites a fire in them. If you want to build a well-rounded child, expose them to things to where they're with you and you can walk through the line of questioning versus them getting it from their friends at school and determining that this is cool. A lot of actors started in theaters and plays, but if you tell a boy that now, it's like they never knew they had the opportunity till they get to, to of age, which I won't say never too old to start new things, but they don't have the experience in them because you didn't pour into them when they were in the uh, influential stages. So those are some things that you can uh, do to provide that balance. Uh, another thing is what well, young kids... One of my big, 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 uh, no, don't do it is disagreements and uh, battles between adults or conversations. That ain't your friend. I know y'all want your kids to be your friend, but they're not your friend. And the problem is that when you try to discipline them, they're going to take it a different way because you have now created the place where there are no boundaries. Your child should not fear talking to you, though. So how do you create that balance? You let them know the expectation is that you're my child. These are things that you have to do as far as the rules under this house. But there's always room for the conversation. The conversation doesn't mean that something is going to change immediate or at all. But it does mean that your voice is important. But there's a way to go about doing that. Um, you can't just throw a tantrum because you didn't get it your way. So... Create a healthy environment for communication. And when you're communicating, maybe with your significant other, because you just do not agree on how something should go, 
hey, mom, dad, that ain't a conversation to have in front of the kid. And always be on one accord if there are two parties. I don't care if you're co-parents or not, if you're in the same household. Have those conversations outside of the, in front of the child so you can battle it out and then come back in front of the child as a unified front. So that way they understand that in order for things to develop, there must be two willing parties that are working together, unified, okay? Um, Allowing them to think for themselves. It may be something as simple as breakfast. I bought these three things. These are your three options. Help yourself. What you did was you created a healthy environment for them to make decisions on their own. Not that you're going to eat what I bought you to eat. Now, in all honesty, that is true sometimes. They're going to have to eat what you bought them to eat. But if you create an idea that they're just not a slave in your home, then you'll probably get a lot more uh, positive feedback from your child. So I know that was a lot this morning. But I feel like those are some of the three major things that assist with developing character without the so much of the negative. <laughs> and do remember, every child is not the same. So you're going to have some kids who are super hyperactive and they're not just smile manner and they're not just calm and they don't do well with conversations. Well, guess what? Now you got to be consistent. That means giving them the opportunity to work out their energy putting them, making a decision for them after you've allowed them to try to decide what they want to do, and then reinforcing the development of that, allowing them to stick to something. So that way, even if they're not the child who just naturally glows in the flow of things, now they know that once they make a decision, they have to commit to that decision before being able to change um, and make another decision. So these are just some tips. I'm not Dr. Phil. I don't claim to be the best mother in the world, but I will say that I have been a successful um, parent and raising some beautiful children. So there you go. Um, I'm going to try to do these 10 minute clips here and there as often as possible. Um, And before I leave, one of the biggest things that I want to tell you is to continue to pray. Prayer is a beautiful thing. And it will allow you the opportunity to talk to your most high, let him know what your desires of your heart are, and to make room for you on this journey. God bless y'all. Until next time.